Hey everybody, this is Gene Troyer. I'm the lead pastor of Restore Church. And what a pleasure it is to welcome you to our podcast. It's my hope that you will be marked by love and encouraged in your faith and inspired to become all God has created you to be. Now I invite you to lean in and enjoy the podcast. Good morning again. I'm Gene, this is my wife Brenda. And we're here to launch a brand new series this morning we're calling Family, and uh, this morning it's Family Troyer. And um, what we hope to do in the course of this, these conversations over the next number of weeks is uh, shed light on what is true for each stage of our family life. So, you know, a baby's born, that's one stage, they grow, uh, sometimes they, uh, they, well, they always, they move into middle school and that's another stage of life and there's a bunch of things that happen in between there and then we move into high school and college and then we hope to launch healthy adults out into the world. But um, often our family structures and practices um, that we use are built on our own experience, the things that we experience in life. And sometimes we know that um, those practices, those experiences may be unhealthy. And so if they've been unhealthy, if they have, um, if they have been about breaking things instead of putting things together, then we have to figure out how do we stop that cycle in our own families? How do we draw a line in the sand and say, it stops with me? We've all had to do that in various ways to say, as for me and my house, we're going to do things differently from here forward. We did not grow well. We did not live well in the old patterns. And so let's do something different. And so we create a new trajectory for us and the generations that follow us. So we hope that this collection of talks will give us context and perspective and tools to create healthy family, um, family lines. Right, one of the things that uh, Jean and I discovered a long time ago, but one of those things was the unknown expectations. And we didn't even know we had these expectations until they were not met. Now that happened between you and I as well. Um, but then again, in each season we discovered, oh my goodness, <laughs> I had expectations about, you know, fill in the blank and how it would look. And like you said, it was often based on what was, like what we grew up mm -hmm. in. And we, and we grew up similarly, but very differently. Mm -hmm. And so those expectations then we found were like, oh, wow, you did not meet my expectations. You also didn't know what they were. But anyhow, so this current, uh, this current season that Jean and I are in is with adult kids. So our kids are both married. They each have two kids, which means we have grandbabies. So we're in that children are adults, grands, and interestingly enough, as we were talking about today, uh, Jean asked our son Cody and our daughter Morgan if they would join us on stage. And that was about a week and a half ago. I like Matt, to think it was longer than that, but it's... They said no. <laughs> Funny thing, Cody goes, well, it's kind of 
hard for me to say this because I feel like you have expectations <laughs> around this. Yep. Well, yep, that's yep, true. Yep, we like we did. We expected him and Morgan to be up here, but you know what? It was also one of those um, moments where we could, I could say, okay, it's fine. And I sort of had convinced myself a little bit that it was okay that they said no. Uh, but it was front and center for us. Like we're talking about unknown expectations. And it was clear to them that I had expectations about this morning. And that there might be disappointment and they're right. saying no. But the reality is we gave that a week and a half and it's not enough time. Like for Jean and I, we don't need that much time. But at what are they, 28 and 32, mm -hmm. we didn't need it a whole lot more time. Yeah. So our, our expectations were a little bit, a little bit out of line. So one of the things we know is that uh, smart people don't insist on learning everything on their own. So if you've been around very long, uh, you may know this for yourself. Like it's really good to hear other people, hear about other people's experiences. Uh, that's why that's why uh, self-help books just fly off the shelf. If they're any good at all, they're flying off the shelves because we wanna learn. We wanna learn so that we don't make the same mistakes as the people that have gone before us have made. And so that's some of what we hope for during these uh, conversations is that you'll lean in and then and you'll learn some things that perhaps you don't actually have to learn them yourselves. Which is, I know, it really sounds nice to say that, but I know we had to learn the hard way and learn ourselves. But, you know, talk to somebody that's in, in the season you're about to enter. Like, talk to somebody who's been there, done that. And mm -hmm. specifically about this thing of expectations. Because, again, we were sitting with friends last night, and we, you know, we asked them about expectations. Well, it's, well I have to think about that a little bit. Right, because we often don't, we are not aware of, they are unknown mm -hmm. even to us. Yeah. So important to like lean into somebody who's been there, done that, and talk about like, what were some of your expectations that weren't met? Because here's the thing, those unknown expectations that are often unmet <laughs> can rob us of our joy. Mm -hmm. Like completely steal our joy. But when we can choose to so it's a process. We have to be aware of the expectations. Then we have to kind of surrender mm -hmm. and just say, okay, I need to eliminate these unhealthy expectations so that we can truly love in, in the relationships we're in with our littles all the way up to our bigs. Be able to surrender, take off those expectations so that we can fully love in the way that Jesus talks to us about loving unconditionally. Mm -hmm. So some questions that I suppose we might be asking would be some along the lines of, um, in each stage of these, of our kids' lives, how much independence should they have? Um, we do a lot of work with marriages. And so we have a lot of conversations with many different couples about their, the state of their marriage. And one of the things that often comes up is that there is residue from their growing up home. The home they grew up in has left residue in their lives that has not been processed, that has not been taken care of. And so, uh, so some of that is because, uh, in the, some of you might know what this means, cutting the apron strings. Like in some instances, parental control is still pretty tight. 
And so for us as the parents and our adult kids like to be able to begin releasing them little by little, then it doesn't seem like such a shock to the system when it happens all at once. So, so how much independence should my adult child have? And if we do everything right... Which you won't. <laughs> will we have the kind of adult kids that we had hoped for? And will, yeah. will we still have a good relationship with them if we do everything right? And what is a healthy adult uh, parent and child relationship look like? I think some of us... Most of us are still, we're still learning what that looks like. And uh, we thought we launched our kids really well. And for the most part, we believe we did. But we also know that therapy is a good thing. And so, you know, you just have to know that, that your kids might need therapy. They Actually, might I need counseling. They do. Like, we're just going to make it a blanket thing. Just know your kids are going to need therapy for yeah, something you right. messed up. And it's okay. Take all the pressure like, off. Like, this is how we're not going to do it perfectly. Like, it's just, it's not going to happen. So just relax and know that at some point, your kids are going to need help from somebody other than you. Well, the truth is about all of this is that often our experience with each other, and especially in our families, we translate that experience over to our experience and our expectations of God. Right, so like when another human yeah. disappoints us, like doesn't meet our expectations is similar to how uh, you may experience disappointment with God mm -hmm. when he doesn't answer your prayers the way you think he should. Should is a word that goes along with expectations pretty well. Well, and I also, I just know that this um, progression of life, there's this natural progression of life that happens as our children grow up. So our relationships change and they mature as they should. Even love, how we experience love, and again, how we experience familial love is often the way that we experience God's love. It has an impact, it informs us. Right or wrong, it informs that uh, expectation of our relationship with God. Uh, love will, will, well, how it's, it's expressed, how it's experienced is likely to change, it shifts. And uh, when it does, we have the opportunity then to examine our own attachments and our own expectations. My, we may ask, are they healthy? Are my expectations, are my attachments, are they healthy? Or are they toxic? Are, they things that, are there things there that we need to be looking at and working on? Yeah, this thing of, of love um, in our stage. It's still 24 seven. We're still loving our kids all the time. It's just from a distance. And uh, we are constantly available to our kids, but not in a, like, it, we don't want it to be a codependent mm -hmm. sort of thing. So love is still there. It's just not, it's not like it was like, it's not like it is like when the grandkids are there and it's like 24 seven presence, love kind of thing. It's different when yeah, the relationship with the grandkids is now reminding us of our relationship with our kids, except we're better grandkids and grandparents than we think we were parents. Like there's something about that. Once you get into this stage, it feels like we're actually doing a better job as grandparents than we did with as parents. And some of that is we have a different focus and they go home. 
Like that helps. <laughs> That's probably home. the key. <laughs> so when we launched Cody off to college, I remember that very distinct experience of taking him to Bethel University and it's only 30 minutes away, but it seemed like he was, you know, 10 hours away. As we dropped him off, moved him in, and drove away, um, we were a mess all the way back to Goshen. That whole 30 minutes. We, we, it just gave us enough time to like dry the tears by the time we got home. And it felt like, well, he was, in so he was playing soccer at Bethel. And so he had to be there early. So, you know, early, I think it was mid, early, mid-August, he had to report. And, um, and so he was there, dropped him off. He knew like no one really there. And, um, and he was on a soccer team that was filled with foreign, foreign students. And, you know, it was just a new world. Here he is growing up in Middlebury. And, uh, you know, going to Northridge and all of a sudden he's thrust into this big wide world. We hoped with all our might that he had been prepared properly. That's what we really hoped for. But it felt like, okay, this is a new chapter. And it was, it was a, it was a very, uh, we thought we were prepared, but it was a very, it seemed very sudden in the moment. And well, I, it didn't help that he was like excited to leave. Well, it reminded us of when he... Right? Like it was like kindergarten all over. Yeah. Because when we dropped him out for kindergarten, he just put his backpack on and walked in and like, never looked back. you need me to like, go with you? Nope. Nope, I'm good. Got it. Same thing at college. That was what we hoped for. That we had raised a kid that was going to be independent enough to be able to take care of himself and move into adulthood in a healthy way. It's the best case scenario. But when he called me about a week later and said, hey, my bike isn't working. Like the chain came off my bike and I don't know how to put it back on. Is there any way you can come help me? I was like, yes, like, I'll be right there. I am mom? coming. <laughs> you didn't take me with you. I didn't. It was a father son experience and it was, it was so good for me. And I was remembering that story as I was prepping this week. And I thought about the way that Jesus talked in Matthew seven about the needs that we express. Specifically, he says, you parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you, and he calls us out, he says, if you sinful people know how to give your good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give good gifts to those who ask him? Cody said, my chain is coming off. And so I went with what I needed to fix that bike chain. I didn't take what I needed to fix a, a chainsaw chain, for example. I took what I needed. God, in all his wisdom, knows my need for love, my deep need for love. And when we ask, you know, when, when our kids ask, we're pretty good at giving them what they need. The concept of Jesus knowing exactly what we need before we even ask is so life-giving. If we can simply hear that, if we can simply rest in that, to know that if Cody's bike needs to be fixed, if Cody needs something, it's different now. There are things that he needs from me now that are different than it was when he went to college but he still knows that I'm going to lean in 
and give the best I can in every scenario that he could present to me. The yeah, and there's no, there's no like, well, you didn't call me all last week, so I don't know how I have time for you, yeah. right? There's none of that. We don't do that with our kids, we, that keeping score thing, which is also so parallel to the love of the father. He doesn't say, yeah. well, you haven't been meeting with me very often, mm -hmm. I don't know, right? There's this, there's this, un, this unchanging love, no matter what season. So if you feel unloved this morning, if your adult child and your relationship feels fractured, maybe you feel like you're in a no-win situation, one of those damned if I do, damned if I don't situations. Like if you feel, those are real. Like those are really real circumstances that we all find ourselves in occasionally. What I love is that there is a truth about what we can expect from God and where our love for each other shifts and changes with the seasons, it doesn't mean it gets less, it just means it shifts and changes. The unchanging love of the Father never does. It is consistent, it is just what we need at just the right time. And I love the way Paul puts it in Romans eight. He says, I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below, indeed nothing in all of creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. I wanna just say to you that if you go a couple verses before this in Romans 8, 15. Paul writes to us and says, don't be slaves to fear. See, Jesus, uh, Paul writes these words later in the chapter, and it's not like, you'll never fear, you'll never worry, you should never fear, you should never worry. He's saying, neither our fears. We have them. What do we do with them? Will we be enslaved to them, or will we live in freedom from them? That's a key component of how do you express and receive the love of the Father and how do you then express that and experience that love with your children? I mean, I'll say there's, there's, if there's anything that has helped me to see like the big picture, like the, the God's eye view of life and to, um, to understand this unconditional love that, that Jesus modeled to us, it was having kids. Mm -hmm. Um, they, I think having kids and knowing how I love them, no matter what they do, the dumb things they do, the things that irritate me, the things that whatever, you know, when, when they were young, maybe even now, um, I, I still love them. It doesn't change anything. Like I think having kids like increased my capacity to love. Mm -hmm. But I'm telling you, in those early days, and a lot of you are in those early days of when the kids were little and you're thinking, is my kid ever gonna grow up? <laughs> are they ever not gonna need me all the time? Um, I know there were days that it just really felt like independence was not gonna come soon enough. I would think, okay, once they can crawl and then once they can walk. But each one of those seasons brought just another, another thing that was um, exhausting. And again, like it felt like the independence would never come, but then when it did, oh, 
And it took my feet out from under me. You know, when Cody went to college and then Morgan went to college and then Morgan got married and Cody got married. Like, um, every time I felt like I had to recalibrate mm -hmm. because it was an adjustment that I had to make um, with my expectations. I know that we tend to, we tend to want to think, we want the next season because we think it's gonna be easier. I'm telling you, it's just a different hard. Mm -hmm. So y'all that have little ones, just know that. Like set your expectations in the right spot right away. Um, but because if we've raised our kids, if we raised our kids to be strong and independent and confident in who they are, they're not going to need us as much. Which is what we say we want. Right, we wanna raise strong, independent kids, but then their independence can feel like distance if we forget that that was our goal. Mm -hmm. I will give you one uh, real example, and I just had this conversation with our daughter Morgan this week, and I said, you know, one big difference and one expectation that I had that I didn't realize I had was that when she had a baby, her first baby, which was a little over two years ago, I was gonna be there the first week. But now there's this thing called paternity leave. <laughs> she didn't need me. <laughs> um, so that was, that was kind of, uh, it wasn't something we talked about. Did we? I don't think we talked about it. But it was one of those things of, okay, this is different than how I did it and how my mom did it with me. Didn't mean it was wrong. It didn't mean there was anything wrong with it. As a matter of fact, I told Morgan this week, I said, just to clarify, like I don't, I'm not feeling anything about that. There's, there's nothing that you should feel or pick up about that for me. It's different and it's a gift. Like it's a gift that Morgan and Austin were able to experience together and I'm really glad they had it. But that's just an example of one of the things of like the way that we did things way different than the way our kids are doing things and it's okay. And we're learning I, things from them. I mean, if you think that if it's, if it's, if you think you have all the answers, wait till your kids become adults <laughs> and then lean in because right. they're going to do things differently right. and it's not wrong. And in fact, they're doing some things that are way better than the way we did them. Yeah, we wish for do-overs sometimes, but that's why we have grandkids, I guess, right? <laughs> to do that. But, you know, I, I also experienced this, um, this expectation, and it looked like when my kids weren't calling me all the time um, or needing help or answers or solutions or advice, I felt unneeded. I felt insignificant. And again, I forgot that that was actually the goal, that they wouldn't need me in that same way. I didn't, I didn't want them to be dependent on me because that's, that's exhausting. Uh, but what I wanted was relationship. And I think at the end of the day, that's, that's what, um, that was what was a hard transition is it felt like, it felt like they were leaving and leaving like a relationship. I think that's the thing that I had to wrestle with is like, we can still be in relationship even though we're not in the same house. And even though you're not depending on your spouse 
not on me, which is the way it should be. Um, but, uh, but the kind of wanted, the kind of relationship that they wanted to be in relationship with us, not because they had to be, because we're family. Um, which happened eventually, but we have to create that space to allow them like to step into their independence, like figure out how they're going to do adult life, mm -hmm. marriage, kids, insert the blank. But like they've got to be able to own their adulthood. So when physical proximity or presence changes, we have to rely on what we know to be true um, about the relationship. Like we love each other deeply, we, are, we believe the best in each other, we're always there for each other, no matter the distance or the time between conversations, which again brings us back to our relationship with our Heavenly Father. It's, uh, he never goes anywhere. And his love is that unconditional, like, doesn't matter what you do, I'm still here, I'm not going anywhere. And we can read in Matthew 28, 20, simple little sentence, and surely I'm with you to the end of the age. Pretty simple. We don't physically see him, but we can be assured of his presence. We can be assured of his unending presence with us. Uh, we have that gift of the Holy Spirit in us, constantly guiding us, showing us next steps, um, assuring us um, that there's no mess up that's too big for his love. Holy Spirit's always available. And really, like in the perspective of expectations, like God, the gift of Jesus took away the law I think it also took away those expectations, those shoulds, except for the one to love God and love others. And in that is relationship, relationship with the Father, relationship with other people, and we love well in those ways. <clears throat> yeah, when we understand this, when we live to be in the Father's presence, uh, we're living into transformation. And to be, uh, to be transformed means changing from one thing to the other. So when we're in the process of transformation, we're changing from one thing to another. And this is what a healthy adult parent-child relationship should also do. Um, you know, we've always been, we've been there for our kids. Those of you that are parents, you've been there for your kids since day one. And by the way, if you are adult children in the room and your parents aren't in the room, um, listen up. If you're an adult child and your parents are in the room, listen better, because there are some things that you both are going to learn here that you'll want to perhaps apply to your relationship. Um, the transformation that needs to happen in our parent-adult-child relationships uh, has to happen in order for growth and maturity to continue. That growth and maturity turns into something that's mutually satisfying for both the children and the adults. But, big but here, because if that doesn't happen, if that doesn't happen, then we end up with some situations like this. We as adult parents keep making decisions for our adult children. Uh, maybe they ask us for financial help and they have no intention of ever paying us back. You feel, uh, perhaps you feel like you fulfill, like you are their emotional energy, like you are the one that fills their emotional needs, even as adults. Maybe 
the adult children in your life keep making bad decisions. It's like it's cyclical and they don't take responsibility for those decisions. And perhaps you feel disrespected by them. So if you find yourself grappling with what anyone from the outside looking in would describe as a toxic relationship, a toxic parent-child relationship, transformation is always a good next step, and especially if you find yourself in that sort of a relationship with your adult children. But often we don't know, do we? We don't know how to break out of this cycle. The cycle that's been created, some of us have just gotten so used to it, we don't remember how to get out of it, and we have these deep roots of, of um, bad behavior, these patterns that have developed these, uh, we've talked about this before, where they are um, these neurological pathways in our brains that have been formed, and we need to break those, and it's difficult to do. But what happens is that if we, um, if we want transformation, uh, Romans 12, 2, we've talked, we, we use this scripture a lot because it's so relevant. But if we choose to not conform to the pattern of this world, like if we take action, that word conform is something that we do. Like if we take action against conforming to the patterns of this world, that means anything that does not bring glory to God, if anything that does not align with his vision for our life, if we break those patterns, if we don't conform, then uh, we are transformed, which is not something we can do. We take the action by not conforming, and God takes the action. The Holy Spirit moves in and provides the transformation by the renewing of our minds. And then we're going to be able to continue to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So what else can we do besides as we take these steps, these difficult steps? We can... Um, anticipate and encourage our children's growing independence. And when they don't talk to us as much anymore, like when they get into middle school, some of them just shut down. It's like, yeah, I don't need to talk to my dad anymore because I've got all my friends at school and they're giving me all the advice. Okay, well, some of that is natural. Some of that is natural. Keep pressing in. Go with it, but keep pressing in. Just know that as they get older, they're going to have coworkers. They're going to have romantic, romantic partners. They're going to have friends. They're going to socialize, and they're going to have influence outside of just yours. And if you've done your job well, hopefully, they will continue to lean into what mom and dad told them as they were growing up and tried to, to uh, uh, help them learn the way to live. Give them space to work out problems on their own. Find things in common to enjoy together. These are ways in which you can push against conforming to the patterns that are negative. Encourage critical thinking. You want your kids to be independent, so you're going to have to figure out and encourage them how to think independently and how to be critical thinkers. Responsibilities, like, you know, uh, the description earlier of, like, my kids are still asking me for financial help, doesn't mean you never help them. It means, like, they ought to pay you back if you're going to be doing that. But if they keep relying on you, maybe you should start earlier. So, young parents right now, chores are a good thing. Like, help them be responsible as they grow up. Someday you might charge them rent if they don't leave the house soon enough. So then they're prepared, like you've already made them do some things in the home, right? Be consistent and firm in the boundaries you set. That's, that's really good advice. Know what the boundaries are. Make them stay firm with them. 
Some of you right now, you're breathing a sigh of relief because you've been stuck in your relationship with your kids. You don't know how to change the expectations, how to initiate the conversation for transformation. And the truth is that as the Father steps into, as our Heavenly Father looks on at our lives, the work that we're doing here on earth, the work that he's called us to do, there is an unrelenting transformation that continues to happen. Unrelenting simply means that it is, it is ongoing. It is never ending. Transformation, you never arrive. At 60, I've just in some ways started my transformation, it seems. Like it's an ongoing ongoing process. That could sound discouraging. Um, I mean that to be very encouraging, actually, because you never stop. You never stop growing. You never stop learning. And it's important for you to position yourself so that you can continue to do all of that. So when the, where the relationship breaks down, where transformation seems out of reach, as followers of Jesus, we look to him, we lean into him, and we receive the Father's unrelenting transformation in our lives. It's unrelenting because when we begin the process, we never want to go back. No one wants to go back to what was. I mean, sometimes the memories are good. Sometimes the memories feel like, oh, I wish I could just go back to the good old days. But if you revisit the good old days, they ain't so good. And it's important to keep pressing forward to see what God has for you in the future. When God removes the blinders, many of us, as 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, many of us um, have this veil. You know, when we don't know Jesus yet, the veil is over our face and we don't know what we're missing. But when God moves in, the veil is removed. So it is when we continue to be transformed, God keeps moving that veil off of us. It is off of us. We have perspective. We're not impaired. Our vision isn't impaired anymore. But it requires us to keep pressing in because the freedom that comes is like nothing we've had before. And we want this. We want this for our kids. We want this for us. We want them to be successful. And so press in, parents. Keep learning. Keep speaking life and relationship, have relationship with your kids. Right, and as I, I like what you said earlier, Jean, about this whole thing of if, if you're a young adult in the room this morning, um, maybe your parents aren't here, you can um, go and initiate conversation with them around this thing of expectations. Mm -hmm. Like, what are they? Because we have them, you have them. But sometimes we just don't take the time to talk about them, to even be able to navigate them. So talk about them and then repeat it with every season you're going into. So young adults, as you maybe are going off to college, maybe you're looking um, at a relationship, maybe you're getting married, having kids, like all of those seasons, have a conversation with your parents. If you want to have a good, healthy, ongoing relationship with your parents, um, have those conversations on the regular. And again, awareness is key, like knowing what the expectations are. And sometimes it takes a minute to know what they are. And for those of you, many of you here that are parents of young kids, um, you may be a decade or so away yet from this young adult stage, but take a look at your expectations now. Like sit down, take inventory of them. I wish that... I would have known 
that me trying to control the narrative and environment that comes with littles was mm. simply futile. <laughs> I was making myself miserable with my expectations of the kids when they were little, of him, of me. And you know what? The little kids simply did not have capacity to meet my expectations which was basically for them to be perfect <laughs> because all the things they were doing that were inconveniencing me, you know, were a problem. Mm -hmm. um, and also what Jean said, like help your kids think for themselves. Like give them, like if, if you're telling them all the answers, you're giving them all the answers, you're protecting them from everything that bad that might hap happen, um, they'll become dependent on you and not on God. So as early as is like comprehensible for your kids, show them how to rely on God. Show them, model to them what it looks like to talk to God about the things that are problems, even if they're petty little things as kids. Like show them how they can connect with the Father. And hopefully the idea then would be soon that they would understand that they can go directly to mm -hmm. the Father for the things that are um, big in their lives or even the littles. But just, um, if, we can, if we can get that in, ingrained in them at an early age, um, helping them hear the voice of, of God. Um, and again, like it, your kids are all gonna probably experience this differently. Some of them may experience it during, you know, like through worship, through art, uh, through reading the Bible, like it's it's a process of figuring out their bent mm -hmm. and, and what they're inclined toward. But we want to equip them to be independent. Yeah, that's really good. Why don't you stand with us as we close our time together? We want to encourage you to assume the best. Assume the best. Sometimes we get all judgmental about <laughs> each other about the ways in which somebody does something, our adult kids do things, we can get very judgmental. Uh, but assume the best in your kids. Call out the good, keep saying what's right and good and, and encourage them. Uh, forgive often, wow, that's a big one. Forgive often, forgive yourself. Right. Like there are things that we do sometimes that are difficult for us to forgive ourselves for. Mm -hmm. Forgive yourself, forgive your kids. And be unoffendable. Every generation, I think, has this responsibility to do things a little bit better than we did. There's more information, there's more experience, there's, more, there's access to more information. So don't be offended if your kids, your adult kids do things yeah. different than, than you do. And we have to extend a whole lot of grace, a whole lot of grace, which is actually freedom um, for you, if you can think of it in that way. Um, but I can only see it as freedom if I lay down my expectations mm -hmm. and if I like get rid of those and then I can choose to focus on this unconditional love, this love that does not keep score mm -hmm. sort of love. So if our expectations are healthy, if our expectations are healthy and good and our faith is built on the unchanging, unconditional love of God, his never leave us, never forsake us, presence and the transformational work of the Holy Spirit, we're going to have a framework. We're going to have a, a perspective 
that invites the blessing of God on this generation and on every generation that follows. But it starts with recognizing the unknown expectations that we have. And then, and then we can step into freedom and joy. And when those unexpected things happen that press in against us, we can say, hold on, I'm prepared for this. I know God is with me. His presence is always with me. His love never changes. And he is about my transformation. And it's with that sort of confidence now that we can press into the relationships we have. And we hope you can be um, encouraged today that no matter where you are, if you have toxic relationships, well, get after them, friends, because you want to fix that. You want to change that. So invite Jesus into, the, into that experience and see what he might do. So this morning, as we close our time together, uh, we would just invite the prayer team to come. And um, I believe there are some of you here this morning that um, are grappling with your adult parent relationships. And we believe it doesn't have to continue to be that way. We believe that God is here. His spirit is here to speak into every one of these circumstances. So if you, if you want prayer this morning, we invite you to come as we continue our time of worship. Brenda, would you pray us out? I would, and just as a, as a simple little exercise, I want you all to take your arms out, your hands out, open your hands. This is surrender. This is living open-handedly as we talk about. Saying, God, I trust you. And I believe that you will do what's best even if it doesn't meet my expectations. So God, we stand with you this morning. Surrender. God, we ask that you would do your work in our relationships. God, specifically this morning, those relationships that are difficult, those relationships that we feel aren't meeting our expectations. Mm -hmm. God, do your work in us. Show us what it is that we need to adjust as we align our thinking, align our hearts with you. Help us to know what we need to lay down, what we need to go after, the conversations we may need to have or the things we simply need to let go of. So God, we give you this, we give you our children, we give you our, our relationships with our parents. And we're grateful, we're grateful for them and for the way that you show us, the way that you are with us and you guide us. So we thank you now for what we believe you will do in a lot of relationships this morning. Amen. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. Please rate and review us on Spotify and iTunes and join us again for next week's podcast. We love you and pray blessing and peace over you and your family. <laughs>